1: it's time now for the Teaching Timeless Truths radio broadcast with Pastor Roger Walton. So get your Bible, a pen, and your Bible study notebook as we journey through the truths of God's Word. And now with today's Timeless Truth, here's Pastor Walton. Hebrews chapter number 7, Hebrews chapter number 7. When we left off last time we were at the end of chapter 6 dealing with the hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which Entereth into that within the veil, whither the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Chapter 7, verse 1, For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace, without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life. But made like unto the Son of God abideth a priest continually. So, that introduction into chapter 7 out of chapter 6 is this hope that we have with our high priest Jesus Christ. So the first three verses here is dealing with a picture and the picture is what we call typology and there are a lot of types in the Old Testament that picture a truth found in the gospel in jesus christ and so uh for instance abraham when he was willing to take isaac up that mountain is a type of god the father willing to sacrifice his son isaac's not saying anything and not calling out or screaming out and willing to lay down for that to happen is a type of christ willing to lay down his life Melchizedek is a type of the king-priest. He was a king, and he was a priest. Now, he was a person, but evidently there was no genealogy on him. He had no beginning, and he had no ending. Therefore, he is a picture of Christ. He appears... In Genesis 14 verses 17 to 24 and Psalm 110 verse 4 when we go back to the first place we see him it says and the king of Sodom went out to meet him that's Abraham after his return from the slaughter of Cato and the kings that were with him at the valley of Shava, which is the king's dale and Melchizedek king of Salem now the name Melchizedek means king of righteousness so uh, we see that he is a righteous person he's the king of righteousness but then it says king of Salem Salem Shalom the king of peace brought forth bread and wine and he was priest of the Most High God and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram the Most High, of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. That's what Abraham did. Abraham gave him tithes of all. In Psalm 110, we see here, The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power, in the beauties of holiness. From the womb of the morning thou hast the dew of thy youth. The Lord has sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. He is a picture. And what this chapter 7 and chapter 8 is going to show is that The Melchizedek priesthood, which represents Christ, is far superior to the Aaronic priesthood. And there are going to be arguments for the Melchizedek priesthood or Jesus Christ being the better priest and the Aaronic priesthood not being. And they're spelled out in chapters 7 and 8. It would be good if we could get through them all in one setting because it will be a unit. And uh, that's kind of hard to do. Chapter 8 has 13 verses. Chapter 7, however, has 28 verses. But we'll see how we do. We may have to come back. Sometimes it's good to, to slow down and sometimes it's good to speed up so that we get it all. So he talks about Melchizedek, Aaron versus Melchizedek. Well, he was, for this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings. And by the way, this was a a war that probably would not have been fought by Abraham and his staff in the house who had never fought a war before, except when it mentions the, the kings and the war, it mentions, and they took Lot. And that is probably why it's even in the Bible to begin with, that he went and decided to go. And when he was blessed by this king-priest, Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being, by interpretation, king of righteousness, that's his name, Melchizedek, and after that also, king of Salem, which is king of peace. Without father, without mother, there was no lineage. Without descent, there's no way to trace having neither beginning of days nor end of life. No one knows when he was born. No one knows when he dies. But made like unto the Son of God. He was made. It's a type. It's type of our great king-priest. He abideth a priest continually. Now, we see that there is a picture. We see that there are priests, Aaron and Melchizedek. So when we get to verse 4 we're going to begin looking at the things that spell out why the Melchizedek priesthood why Jesus Christ is a far better superior way above the Aaronic priesthood verse 4 says because of the paying of tithes now consider how great this man was unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils. Now, I want you to note that in the times of the uh, Aaron pre Aaronic priesthood, there were tithes paid by the people given to the Levites who would uh represent given to the Lord. It was not that the Levites got paid. It wasn't that the priest got paid. It was to God. So this priest was given because he represents Jesus Christ. The, the tithes were going to God. So he's a more superior priest because Jesus Christ is God. Now, Aaron was first, was the first high priest, the first one ever. He was appointed by God, Okay, and the priests served the you know God for uh, for a long time, period you know hundreds of years, but they had all kinds of failure and they had issues. But all of a sudden, we're hearing in this section here that the priesthood is to end. The Aaronic priesthood is in, because there is a better king priest who is the king of righteousness and who is the king of peace okay now when we see all of this difference in his family the Aaronic priesthood has a lineage and they had to in order to be a Levite in order to be uh in the service of the temple or the service of the tabernacle in order to become a priest they had to come from that tribe now we come and we see that aaron and the tribe of levi were those that were in a lineage so when their father abraham acknowledged the greatness of melchizedek the tribe of levi was also involved the jewish people had a racial solidarity and they are saying paving of tithes involved not just the patriarch Abraham but the unborn generations in his loins that's what they said so they paid those tithes now we've got a greater than Aaron and Melchizedek has replaced him and so now it's no longer Aaron or Levi it is forever did you see that word in there forever it was there in Psalm 110 and it's here in Hebrews it is forever after the order of Melchizedek okay now it says here that they gave these tithes so we see that because of the paying of tithe now verse number 11 we see because of perfection because of perfection. Now, watch here, because this is very interesting. If, therefore, perfection, completion, it worked, were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise after the order of Melchizedek, and not be called after the order of Aaron? Why change? If there was a perfection in the Levitical priesthood. Well, there wasn't. There was a problem. They were representing the law, and we have to live up to the letter of the law. For Verse 12 says, For the priesthood being changed, there is made of necessity a change also of the law. For he of whom these things are spoken, Pertaineth to another tribe of which no man gave attendance at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah, of which tribe Moses spake nothing concerning priesthood. And it is yet far more evident for that after the similitude of Melchizedek there ariseth another priest, who is made not after the law of a carnal commandment. There it is. That's what the Levitical priesthood was made of. But after the power of an endless life. The power, the dunamis, the dynamite power of God, of an endless life. He sprang out of a different tribe. He's not of the tribe of Levi. The Levitical tribe was not perfect because it was under the law. They couldn't keep the law, and it was more evident. I love that. It was evident, and then it was more evident that after the similitude, the likeness of Melchizedek, there arises another priest who is made not after the law of a carnal commandment but after the power of an endless life. For he testifieth, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. For there is verily a disannulling of the commandment going before the weakness and unprofitableness thereof. For the law made nothing perfect. Do you get that? The law made nothing perfect. There is a cancellation of the previous Deals because it's ineffective. It's useless. We canceled that priesthood. It didn't fix the problem. All it could do in God's grace and mercy is, as they did these different offerings and feasts, and then once a year the high priest went into the holy of holies, and he could make a mistake and die, and no one could go get him. So, so they would tie a rope around the legs, so they could pull him out where he would have to atone first for his own sins and then for the people offer it up. And all that could do was push the penalty of their sins forward another year till the next year. And it pushed forward until Calvary, when one day John the Baptist said, Behold, the Lamb of God. This is not a spotless lamb that we use. This is the spotless lamb. And John did not say, Who pushes ahead the sins of the world. No, he said, Behold, the lamb of God that taketh away the sins. And thank God for a taking away, a remission of sins. And so we were introduced to a far better hope verse 19 for the law made nothing perfect but the bringing in of a better hope that confident expectation and faith did how about that for the law made nothing perfect you want to stay under the law you have to keep every bit of it james made that clear If you keep the whole law and break it in one point, you are guilty of all of it. You have to keep all of it, or you're guilty of all of it. It was not made perfect. But the bringing in of a better hope did, by the which we draw nigh unto God. And inasmuch as not without an oath he was made priest... For those priests were made without an oath, but this with an oath by him that said unto him, The Lord swear and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And that was taken right out of Psalm 110, verse number 4. We are looking at the fact that this better hope is jesus because he has become our high priest and he's become that by the oath of god other priests yeah they've been priests without any sworn guarantee but jesus has the oath of his father you are a priest and he is a king priest now watch this because in verse 22 the ending of this First, a uh, second argument here because of perfection. By so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament. The word surety is a pledge, a bondsman. A, a made something that's made sure is a security, and I'm glad we have the security of a better testament. We have a perfection in our priest Jesus Christ after the different order who came from a different tribe and there was no perfection perfectly shown here because they couldn't even keep the law themselves they were not so we see that the uh, the order of, of Melchizedek who is Jesus Christ is better than Aaron because of the paying of tithes because of perfection then we drop down into verse 23 to 28, and we see because of perishing. What's another reason why the Aaronic priesthood didn't work? And they truly were many priests in the Aaronic priesthood. They were not suffered to continue by reason of death. They perished. But this man, because he continue with ever. Hath an unchangeable priesthood. <laughs> I love it. We see that our Lord is unchangeable. He is totally the same. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's permanent, it's inviolable. You cannot violate it. And because he continueth forever because he hath an unchangeable priesthood and doesn't perish wherefore he is able also are you listening (laughs) to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him to the uttermost to the entirety to the full end It has everything to do with complete, whole, and entire. Saved, save, save. I'm happy on the way. I'm glad. I I love that song. I found a friend who is all to me. His love is ever true. I love to tell how he rescued me and how he can do the same for you. Saved by his power divine. Saved by life sublime. Life is now sweet and my joy is complete for I'm saved, saved, saved. And there's the great song, Saved to the uttermost. And I know that I am. He is able to save them from the guttermost to the uttermost. Thank God for the fact that he saves to the uttermost. My friend, the, this was an incredible thing. Many priests, and these priests couldn't continue because they died. Our Lord died on the cross for our sins, but He had the power to lay His life down and pick it back up. He's still ruling and reigning. He's still seated at the right hand of God the Father. He is still in charge. He is still the author and finisher of our faith. And we are still in the age of grace, and He is still saving people from the guttermost to the uttermost, completely and totally. And this is the one who is able to. do that and I love that word able because it literally means that he is absolutely capable he is one that is absolutely powerful and he is the one that has by the way it's in the present tense he's still doing it now and it's in the middle voice because he's the one that's causing it to happen it's in the indicative mood which is the mood of certainty he, that word, he is able, he has the power, he has the ability, and no one else can do it. Not a single person can save like Jesus can save. I'm telling you, we better remember this because there's so many people say there's another way to Jesus Christ, and there's not. You, there's one way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. I can see we're not going to get through all of these. The, the This one here, uh, because of the perishing, we'll finish this one up. And then we'll be in chapter 8 next time and finish it up. But I just want to kind of park here for just a minute and say he is able to save them. Christ's continuous priesthood. He's able to save them to the uttermost. And he's able to do that, which no one else can do, complete, total, And he is capable. Come unto him. He is capable to save you. He absolutely has the power to save you because of the cross and what you believe by faith. Now look what it says here. Wherefore he is able also to save them unto the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. In Romans 8.34, Christ intercedes for us. In and, and Romans 8.26, uh, the Spirit intercedes for us. I'm glad we have someone who is interceding on our behalf, someone who is actually praying on our part, appealing on us at a higher level than we can ever get. And because he ever liveth, E-T-H, forever and forever and forever, He continually forever and forever and forever is making intercession for us. I'm so thrilled there's an intercession at a higher level when I don't know what to say and I don't know what to pray and I don't know what to do. Thank God for that ability that he has. Verse 26, For such an high priest became us, Who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher in the heavens. Who needeth not daily, as those high priests, to offer up sacrifice. First for his own sins, and then for the people's. For this he did once, when he offered up himself. I love what he's saying there. We have a high priest. And this high priest that we need, one who is holy. Thank God we have a holy high priest. He's harmless. <laughs> Ooh, he's harmless. I can you? He's God with all the power, of the world, but he's harmless because he has saved us. He is undefiled. He is unsoiled. He's pure. He is separate from sinners. He is not like others. He is completely separate from sinners and made higher in the heavens he is the one he is the one who suffered for our sins because he did not need to suffer for his sins first therefore he could save us to the uttermost he said the other priests they had to offer up things for their old sins but he made did you get that one sacrifice once and for all He said, who needeth not daily as these high priests to offer up sacrifice first for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once when he offered up himself. He done it once, the song said, but he'll never do it again. They crucified him once. They'll never do it again. There's no need. One time was enough. For the law maketh men high priests which have infirmity. But the word of the oath, which was since the law, maketh the Son who is consecrated, made perfect, complete, totally perfect in character, in everything he hath made him who is consecrated forevermore. Yeah, he is better than Aaron. Why? Because of the paying of tithes. Because of the perfection and because of the perishing. We will continue to look at these as we head to chapter number 8 on the next time and see this argument that is there that reminds us and tells us and explains to us, hallelujah, we have a different high priest who is far superior to any of the Aaronic priesthood. Father, thank you for being the great high priest that you are. What a joy to know what we have in Christ Jesus. May we never forget it. May we never get over it. May we never let it slip and become drifting from the word, doubting the word, and then absolutely dull of the word. May we never let that happen. Help us, Lord, and forgive us in your name. Amen and amen. This is Pastor Walton praying you have an absolutely wonderful week.
0: Yes, I believe every word that he said is true. I believe he'll do exactly what he said he would do. How I love his precious word. It thrills me through and through. I believe every word is true. Oh, I believe every word that he said is true. I believe he'll do exactly what he said he would do. How I love his precious word. It through and through. I believe
1: every word. You have been listening to the Teaching Timeless Truths, the radio broadcast with Pastor Roger Walton. You can send all correspondence to tttbroadcasts at gmail.com. Tune in again next week for another Timeless Truth.